0: Alright. Shall we talk about episode 16? Oh I would love to. I have so much to say about the process of writing <laughs> yeah. 15 and 16 because they are so... I have a habit, I've realized. Um, episode 5 and 6 are very implicitly tied together. Episode 15 and 16 are also very implicitly tied I just mm-hmm. do that at the end of arcs. Um, but episode 15 and 16 specifically, it was like giving the characters one last moment of feeling okay before everything goes to shit. And Episode 16 is very specifically the second act turn of the season, which is screenwriter talk for the all is lost moment and the moment where everyone hits rock bottom and everything feels so impossible and so awful and so just terrible and everyone wants to give up and go home, um, and cry all the time. And that's what episode 16 is. So obviously I spent the whole time very sad, um, There are a few particularly devastating songs on my writing playlist that made it into my Spotify top five of the year because, because I listened to them on repeat for days while I was writing episodes 15 and 16. Um, And it, episode 15, there's a lot of the dynamics between about, we'll get into the Dean stuff after this, um, because I have a lot of thematic stuff to say about Dean. I think we both do. Um, Dean's our little gremlin child that we didn't expect to be so fond of Um, episode 15 was all this like you learn so much and suddenly Dean seems like slightly more of a sympathetic character and um, you realize exactly how screwed up the situation everyone is everyone is in and then Daniel literally takes a knife for Ashley and is left in the dust for it and then you spend episode 16 dealing with the fact that um, Daniel knows he's going to die. He fully knows. Um, he is the the mm-hmm. medical medically inclined one of the group. He knows the whole time that he's going to die. And that is definitely reflected in the um, action description in the script. If you are not on Patreon, we post those and you can read it when I post mm-hmm. it. Um, but... It's, it's definitely, it was really, really awful to write because it's just so heart-wrenching. And I very specifically, um, I knew it was going to be really tricky and I knew it was going to be awful. Um, So I wrote minimal Rhea (laughs) into that episode. (laughs) Um, If you listen to the, if you listen for it, there's very few Rhea lines. It is mostly just Rhea crying in the background. And then saying the occasional thing to try to like lighten the mood or like fight with an A for a second and then she just goes back to crying. So it was a really quick recording session. It was also a really funny recording session because it'd be like these me <laughs> sobbing horrifically and then being like, Was that good? Do you want another take? Was that long enough? Let me check the levels on that. Um Alex and I like, Are you okay? Do you need do you need a break? Alex came into my recording booth and gave me a hug the second we were done. <laughs> um I was totally fine. I think I ruined your days. Um, but... <laughs> nah, you're good. I got all the crying out when I was writing episode 16. And then we talked about it in the writer's room. We did a table read in the writer's room and everyone cried. Except for Nelson. I and that's why he's room. fired. Because he's a cold, heartless man. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I was calling. Yeah, we were all crying. We had to take a 20-minute break afterwards for
1: everyone to just uh-huh. cry. I, I actually... I might have recorded that uh, that thing. If I ever find it once we're wrapped with production of episode 20, I'll put it on Patreon so people can see how it's like, and that's episode 16, there's silence. And then I go, fuck you, Maya. <laughs> and then there's like crying. And Maya, what do you think, guys? And Nelson, it was good. But Nelson is not crying and everyone else is. <laughs> I'm going to try and find it. And if I find it, I'll put it on Patreon eventually. I promise. It
0: was... I think the i think the most devastating episode for the writers room there's some there's some stuff going yeah. down in arc 3 but i think episode 16 was the one that made everyone cry um yeah. and, oh man it was and like the writing process for that episode cuz i want i want to talk about that a little bit um structurally um mm-hmm. it is really difficult to have an episode where very like very little changes from the start to the end of the episode Um, the characters pretty much stay in the same spots. I mean, they're driving, but they're pretty much staying in the same spots. And they're just talking while their friend slash boyfriend is dying. And that's a pretty stagnant thing writing-wise. And if if you just let it be that for 20 minutes, it's going to be boring. And so we did a lot of work when we were, when Alice and I were working on the outlines to make sure that there was a lot of stuff happening. The ambulance goes by and Daniel panics, thinking about Dean and realizing that, oh, God, Dean also died. And, oh, God, that that really sucks. And I wish I hadn't let that happen. Um, and Rhea and ana trying to like trying to help him survive. But all Daniel really cares about is being comfortable. Um, and it just it's it was a lot of work that went into making sure that episode felt dynamic um, and still felt like a lot was happening and still felt like it was progressing without changing what they were doing too much and without physically moving them or adding more to what they were doing. I know that one of the things that happened was um, when Alex had originally written the outline for the episode, he had written it so that the um, the train passed before Anae realized that Daniel was dead. And so he, the cars start moving, and the van starts moving, and and Anae, like, excitedly announces it to Daniel, and then realizes that Daniel isn't responding, and that was the way it was originally written, and then when I was writing the episode, I was like, no, I think, I think it's worse if it, if the train leaves the second they realize he's gone, and then they don't even want to move the van, like, they, they lose all their gas, so to speak. Um, so it was just, it was an interesting one to write. It was a devastating one to write, and I am probably going to need to go lie down and think about it again tonight, and think about what I've done. (laughs) Production-wise, Haya? Oh, man. Haya, take the wheel. Jesus Christ, recording that episode.
1: Yeah, holy shit. Um, yeah, so Maya already talked about a little bit how the Ria recording went. It was kind of like a shorter recording. Normally, our recordings are around an hour and a half ish, at least with, with the main cast uh, it would take about an hour and a half because the actual recording would be pretty fast because again, everyone just after a year of recording this thing uh, we all got into a group and it was really easy to just kind of go through it with like I would kind of read the line before that, the character would say it three times, I'd give an adjustment it needed, otherwise i read the next line yada yada yada, whatever uh, so it was it was a pretty short recording on, on Ries's end but it was also a lot of me to asking Maya, like, "Do you need a break? Do you need no, water?" I'm alright. I'm all right. It I'm was laughing. a very emotionally taxing episode. Yeah, exactly. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm vibing. Drink some water, Bestie. Have you Have you had any water? Have some water. Am like? Yeah, I think the Alex, can you make me some tea? And Alex's like, "Yes, of course." I'm like, "I think the like most
0: that. like physical, like I think the most struggle I had with that episode was just I would run out of breath crying because Brian, like crying is. Crying takes a lot of air, and when you're not <sighs> crying naturally, you, d- you don't realize oh, yeah. how much air it takes to cry until you're forcing yourself to cry. and You're like, "This is worse than running worse than running a hundred meter sprint." Holy
1: shit. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was a, that was recording with Ria, recording with Anae, Thomas. Uh, if you're hearing this, Thomas also <laughs> fun fact about Thomas Thomas. Thomas uh, he listens to the episodes but in like times 1.5 speed <laughs> so he doesn't need to hear himself uh, <laughs> acting which is really funny to me uh, Thomas listen to the episodes normally god damn it we work on them really hard and your acting is great listen to it enjoy it Anyways, um when we were recording with Thomas it was it was also incredibly emotional like, taxing because holy shit um, who knows how to act And they cry so much in that episode. So yeah, Thomas is an amazing, fantastic, fabulous actor, as everyone in the cast is. Uh, So it was also kind of like the complete opposite of episode six, where in episode six, it was like horrific screaming for help. And then, was that good, guys? Was it good? Was it good? This time it was Thomas crying a bunch and just uh, being like very, very much in distress. And then being like, "All right, was that good? Do you need another one?" It was. It was a lot of trying not to break that mood. Normally, we would do like a couple takes and then say something really stupid and just kind of go on a side tangent about Mr. Potato Head or whatever. Yeah, we're not uh, very good at staying focused. It, 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 there's been wild conversations. We are not. But for that, I think all of us were making a very conscious decision to try and not talk about random shit, (laughs) to try and keep it moving, uh, and to, to get Thomas to stay in that mindset, without it being too much of a like a crazy break from it uh we did i did make sure or i kept trying to make sure for that man to drink water if you need a break you can take it and he was like no i'm good we can keep going after he just 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 crying so much for this imaginary lover just sobbing Uh uh-huh um so again so sorry thomas uh amazing acting in a production standpoint, it was also really interesting for me to record so much crying. No, not record. To edit so much crying. Because I kept... He would I like cry from one point in the, the scene and then cry at another part of a different scene. And then I would be like, oh, you know what? In this scene, if I take that first crying and then take the fourth time he cried and match them together, the time where he's taking that bread matches with the car. So it was a lot of editing for crying. Um, <laughs> And then came with recording Daniel which of course was the you know the, the big Daniel is just running out of breath and it was kind of like it was a lot of a process I kept doing a little bit of research and a lot of research came from asking Maya and Maya getting information from uh, some relatives who are in like the medical field to try and see what the process of uh, being stabbed in a long run would, would look like in a person you. having kind of like that um uh... <laughs> Yes, uh, you, thank you so much. You helped so much in that performance. You have no idea. Um, because, of course, I wanted to make it, we wanted to make the, the acting and the arc and the him slowly running out of breath feel believable rather than realistic. Um, so it was a lot of asking questions and yada yada. And as Maya mentioned a little while back, is that because I am obviously directing myself. I normally recorded, I recorded 90% of the episodes of Rodex on my own in my little recording booth, which is my closet with my microphone, and just, I would just sit down and do them. Uh, I wouldn't have in a a script supervising sheet where we take all the takes. I would just record, and in the moment, I would just delete the takes I didn't like, Uh, and I would do that, and yada, yada, and that worked really well uh, through the, the whole season thing is uh at one point for this episode I would record I would record I would I would force myself to be very emotionally vulnerable and there was also a lot of breathing that Daniel was doing so I would kept getting like overwhelmed I kept getting really dizzy and every single take that I did I hated every second of it uh I kept doing it and then I I would I think there was a point where I did one of the the fourth or fifth scene or something like that and I did like 17 takes of one line. And then I realized all of what I'm doing is absolute shit. I'm not liking any of this. It doesn't sound realistic. It doesn't sound good. I need to stop. So I stopped for the day. I tried the next day and the same thing happened. And I was really frustrated about it because it, this episode was so special, not only to the rest of the cast, but very special like to me
0: as a director. And I wanted it to just And it doesn't feel good when you're not proud of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I, w- I was really frustrated with it. Uh, I was really frustrated with my acting. And at one point, Henry was like, oh, uh, how are you doing? Because he kept checking in on me. Normally, when we're recording, he's, he's an artist, so he's drawing in the living room while I am yelling at the microphone. Um, he would check in on me, and he was like, oh, that sounded amazing. Are you okay? And I was like, no, I didn't like any of it. And then he suggested, how about you record with people around? So I asked Maya who took time of their day to record at 12 a.m. or something like that. We were recording super late at night because it's the only time... It was they... really late,
0: but I don't have a sleep yeah. schedule
1: anyways. <laughs> no, me neither. We were recording really late. Yeah. And with Maya kind of jumping in to get feedback uh, and Henry kind of jumping in to give uh, reinforcement, both of them would give me reinforcement, I would make a... I would give a take... And then I would be like, oh, I don't, didn't like that. And both Maya and Henry would be like, oh my god, do the third one. That was amazing. So that helped me kind of figure out what I wanted from the character. It helped me get an outside perspective on the performance. And it just helped me feel better about the recording in general. Uh, it really did help a lot. So thank you so much. Uh, Maya, and Thank you, Henry, if you're listening to this. <laughs> you're welcome. Um... Yeah, no, it helped a lot. And I think it, it, it was stupid that I wasn't taking that first because that is something that I I do a lot as a director is I want to hear people's opinions on things. So for example, Maya always gives pitches on takes on lines while we're recording. And then where we are on the, uh, on the production, uh, like the post-production side of it, I always ask the sound designers, if there's a line that you're like, that does not sound convincing at all, please tell me. And if need be, we can either re-record it or I can find a different take. Just tell me what your process is when you're editing, blah blah blah. So I proud myself a lot in kind of getting other people's feedback. So it's a collaborative thing versus just me deciding. Oh, this is the best take, blah blah blah. So
0: definitely taking my own.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, all right. My vision, man. My vision. Um, (laughs) Having taking my own fucking advice and having other people kind of pitch in with the. uh, the, with the feedback. And also the positive reinforcement was good. Normally when we're recording. Either Maya or Thomas and whoever. It's like they do a line. And I'm like oh that was awesome. Thank you so much. Let's do the next one. But I didn't have anyone to say that was good for me. Oh. pain. And then you did. Uh, it really did help. Yeah it really did help. I we joke a little bit about me having like different facets in production because we have the the actor hair, the director hair and the editor hair. The director hair is the sworn enemy of editor hair. Well the director hair is like ah yeah do seven more takes it's fine. Fuck you editor hair. And editor hair fucking hates director hair because hair, god damn it, keeps doing several several takes and then telling the actors to just go wild. It's fine. You're good. Which works great in directing, but in editing it adds three more hours to my but workload. But you're
0: proud of what you did? I'm very
1: proud of what I did. Uh, editor has like I could have slept a little bit more, you know. But you know what? You can sleep when you're dead. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the process of recording episode 16 was crazy. And the uh, the process of editing episode 16 was also crazy because of how many flashbacks there were. And through the, through the seasons, through the episodes, we've had a bunch of sound designers kind of come and go with helping in in different episodes because all everyone in production kind of has their own jobs besides Rodax. So people would help us edit episodes around their own their other schedules. Uh, and I always want to make be really flexible and really lenient with uh editing the episodes just to make sure that everyone's just doing this for fun. Uh not really having this as a inconvenience or anything. So there were a lot of editors who did a lot of episodes and then taking those episodes from all the editors to put them in flashbacks with a nightmare. But the flashbacks work so well. So well. So well. I love them. I'm so glad we had them. Mm -hmm, mm